Music Business What Is This is a podcast that focuses on the ever-changing music industry and presents issues and concerns that the average and above average musician has or will encounter. Hey everybody, I'm Richard Johnson. I'm Jeremiah Hunt. And this is Music Business. What is this? This episode or this podcast is all about playing in different venues. That's right, different spaces. We all want gigs, right? But where are the gigs at? Simple question. It could be anywhere. We're musicians. We want to work. But do we ever really consider the places we're playing in? That's really important. So you got to know, not just the address, but what am I in? Am I in a building? Am I in a church? Am I at an outdoor festival? Am I at a patio? Mm. Am I in a rooftop? Am I at a jazz club? Am I playing at a wedding? That's right. Am I playing in a barn? Mm. I've played in a barn. Office buildings. Grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, gigs can be anywhere. Stadiums. Stadiums. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ballrooms. Yeah. Um, outdoor festivals with stages. I mm-hmm. mean, a gig's a gig, but a gig's not a gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the space makes all the difference. And you may not realize that, but once you've landed there or once you've arrived there, it may be too late. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to run to a Walmart or a Costco <laughs> and look for a flat rug. You know, every space is different. So it does help to at least ask and get an idea. Where are we playing? The reason I bring this up is because a few weeks ago we had a gig in Indiana on a festival and we thought it was going to be outdoors on a stage. But where was it? It was inside a ballroom In a ballroom. (laughs) Right. And the style of music we were playing was what? Funk and jazz. Yeah, it was more funk jazz. So think about that funk in a ballroom. What does that sound like? you really want to know there's a youtube video but back to our podcast you must consider these things right because your equipment is your equipment but if you have to make adjustments you have time to do that Mm -hmm. Um, for instance most drummers use a rug but how thick is the rug right the bass maybe the amp size could be different yep right we go ahead go ahead Uh, yeah the um I mean, I was going to say the the venue and uh, the space is definitely going to affect the sound because uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes you might not have all the time in the world to get the sound check that you might need. Because if you're playing at a festival, a lot of the times they do line checks, which you only get 10 to 15 minutes. OK, so explain to our audience what's a line check, because most people in the world know it a sound check. Mm-hmm. But what is a line check? Mm. So. <clears throat> What's different about a line check is that you aren't going through all of the EQs and all of the, uh, you know, ins and outs of every single instrument. You're not taking the time, uh, you know, to go through all that stuff and to get the sound just right. You you already have basically the sound guy has the levels already to where he wants it from my understanding and you're just going through each individual instrument and making sure that all the instruments work properly in the system and you know you're sort of just raising your hand and uh you know whenever you want an instrument inside of your own monitor mm-hmm. you just kind of let the sound guy know 
I want this in my monitor. And okay. if it, you know. So when would someone get a line check or a sound check? Like, what is the purpose of that? Or when does that typically happen? Uh, I think a line check uh, happens more in events where there are multiple acts back to back. And because there's not enough time for uh, the band that's coming after the previous act, you know, to do a full sound check. They don't have 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to do a full sound check, to test all of the gear, to run all of the mics and to like do rehearsals and stuff on stage. You can't, you know, it's people are waiting. <laughs> you know, you're at <laughs> right, a festival. Right. They want to hear music. Right. They don't want to hear go, you test. Go, 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 go. <laughs> they don't have time for all that stuff. Yeah. So basically you're just checking the line. Mm. Does the line work? Does your cable work? Is there mm. audio from your piece of equipment to their piece of equipment? Mm. If that's good, I hear it, you're on. Yep. All right. And one of the things about that, um, you should get used to it or learn more about it. I love the type of stages that are rotating stages. Have you ever seen a rotating stage? I have seen one. I've never been on one. Those are cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've played on them several times. And a rotating stage is where you have a band that's out front and they're playing, but the stage rotates. So as they're playing, the band in back is set up facing the opposite direction. And when it's time to switch, as soon as the first band stops, the stage starts to rotate goes around you usually have about 12 seconds and then you're on mm. it's pretty hip it's a lot faster wow. than walking out setting up because you're already set up behind stage and then when it's time to go as soon as you hit the front of the stage bam and you're on mm -hmm. yeah so the rotating stage that's when you know you've made it <laughs> that's pretty dope <laughs> but back to our venues so there's plenty of different types of venues out here right um traditionally People want to play clubs. That's kind of, well, I won't say first, but generally people will play restaurants. Mm -hmm. That's one type of video, mm -hmm. um, one type of venue. And we talked about that in one of our other podcasts. You can check that out, um, what happens in restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, but restaurants, they usually have hardwood floors or concrete, usually a surface that's hard yeah. where the sound bounces up off. So you want to make sure you have a rug, especially if you're a drummer. For several reasons. Mm -hmm. Sound, but maybe even before the sound so they don't mark up the floor. Mm. Right? Because they will come after you to pay for that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you better have that. Um, so you have your restaurant, right? You also have lots of glass in restaurants. Mm. So the sound's going to be bouncing off the windows, literally, yeah. and plates. So you want to be aware of that uh, according to what sounds you may use on your keyboard, uh, what type of bass you may bring, what type of amp. So the restaurant is one type. What's another type? Um, a lounge. A lounge. Okay, so when you say lounge, what do you envision? Because when I think of lounge, I think of Harlem, 1971. <laughs> Shaft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that too. So I, I played in... Um, for about three years on and off, I played in Macau, China, in like 
places like Singapore and I would do these contracts mm-hmm. and we would play in mainly uh, five-star hotels. Uh, the first hotel that we played in was the Venetian. Um, and in the Venetian hotel is on the first floor. There was a huge casino. And then in the middle of the casino, there was this lounge. It was called the Bellini lounge, which turned into the playboy lounge and then back to the Bellini. Whoa, lounge. <laughs> oh, okay. Totally different story. All right. but, <laughs> anyway, it was a nice size, had a bar in the middle, waitresses you know really nice room and uh you know tables and had a little uh, a dance floor Mm -hmm. right in front of the stage and the stage was um you know up Mm -hmm. um and you know it it was big enough to fit a nine-piece band so um that that type of situation we would have one sound check and that was basically at the beginning of the whole contract because our uh our our contract was you know six nights a week mm-hmm. and we were pretty much the only band playing there yeah, so, so there was no need in. for yeah, yeah you're in that's it we was, yeah we was in there so that was that's just a you know a typical situation where you would only need you know one sound check and okay you're gone okay, so you've got a lounge that's one type now in lounges are there lots of carpets like what's the situation is it hardwood well, um with your experience with my experience, it was carpet. Carpet. Okay. Because of the casino thing, uh, yeah, they, they, most of it was carpet. And then, of course, the dance floor was hardwood. Okay. But mostly it was carpet. So it wasn't a lot of sound bouncing around? Yeah, it wasn't that much sound bouncing around. Okay. And, and they had curtains and stuff, too, oh, all helps. around. Yeah, that helps soak up the sound. Yeah. Okay, let's keep moving. So we have office buildings. That's right. Musicians play in office buildings. Mm-hmm. Normally during the holidays, Christmas time. Yes. Right? So you got to consider, okay, I'm playing in an office space. There's desk around. Am I near a window? Mm-hmm. Once again, is there a carpet? Mm-hmm. Is there a stage? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. I've been in office buildings that have stage, and I'm wondering. Mm. Why do they have a stage? <laughs> like, what's going on? What is the work going on? Are they building stages or right? Yeah, but you never know, so mm. you may want to ask. Um, so yeah, so you want to prepare for that office buildings. What's what's another type of venue? Uh, rooftops. Rooftops. Yes, mm-hmm. you can find a lot of venues, especially in Chicago and L.A. on rooftops. Yes. Get used to it. (laughs) In order to do that, you should be prepared. Have your iPad. If you don't have an iPad, if you have sheet music and you're using music, have some clips for the win. Absolutely. That's why I bring it up. Um, Because if you're on a rooftop, the music's going to blow away. It's going to (laughs) fly. And if you're on the rooftop, (laughs) your options are limited. For grabbing the music. Yep. <laughs> right? It's not like if you're on the ground and it just blows and you can run and get it. Right, yeah. Right? So you want to make sure you're prepared for that or just take a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, there are gigs on patios. And those are generally fun because there's usually food involved, of course. Yep. And it's usually a party type environment. And usually not too crazy. Usually, mm. depending on... Uh, Who's contracting you? I mean, I'm sure he's got some great stories. Sounds like from (laughs) China. Um, But yeah, you want to be prepared for that. Also, are there rugs out there? Um, Is there artificial turf? Mm. 
I've been on rooftops with artificial turfs, almost yeah. like a sporting a event. Yeah. Right. That can be good. Right. That can also be bad, mm. you know, because um, you got to consider your wiring for your power. Also, if you have a keyboard, is your keyboard going to be stable on the artificial turf? It might sound crazy, but if it's not a hard floor, it, when you play, it may wobble because it's soft. Right. And sometimes it looks like grass. Mm. Right. So in that case, you may just want to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you prepare for that? You know, I had a friend who would take these little pieces of wooden board and I always thought it was strange until I did a gig that had artificial turf. And then I thought, ah, <laughs> if I had those to put underneath my keyboard, just where the contact of the stand hits, mm. it would be level. Mm. Right. So those little little things make a big difference. And that's, you could go to Home Depot, Menards. You probably wouldn't even have to pay for that. Go to the wood chip area and say, hey, you got anything two by two or two by four? Mm. Keep it in your keyboard bag. Something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. All right. So these little tips help. What were you going to say? Same thing with bass players. Uh, if, you know, yeah, you always should be prepared to bring a stand to uh, these venues um, because you never know with the type of floor. And like you said, with the turf, um, if, you know, you don't want to put your bass <laughs> face mm-hmm. down in the turf. I, I know some bass players that, you know, like to put their bass on the ground or like put it up against their amp or whatever, but you don't even know what your amp is going to be sitting on. So mm-hmm. you got to think about that. Um, so that's why it's always nice to have a stand. I went on Amazon and I bought an upright bass stand because it's been situations where, you know, I was at a gig and the ground that we were playing on was, you know, full of dirt and mm, stuff like yeah. you know, grass or something like that. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to put my base on this. Right. And then you so got to take pack it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the other thing too, think about the weather mm. I've done in gigs where it had just stopped raining and it was outdoors and they wanted us to set up. Now it was on um, concrete or artificial turf. But sometimes if you have rugs on like a patio or it's outside, the rugs will be wet. Mm. Right. So now you have to put your equipment on this wet rug yep. <laughs> and be aware of that because you may not even notice it. It may not look wet. Right. So you step on it or you put your equipment on it. Now your equipment's wet. So you see bugs. Right. Bugs. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's just something to think about. All right. Um, let's talk about another venue. Churches. Churches. That's right. There's all kind of churches. There's mega churches. There's tiny churches. There are middle sized churches. Yep. And all of the above come with the church. <laughs> Everything. Absolutely. It could be carpets, artificial turf, cement, marble. I've seen everything. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you got to ask. Yeah. I've played at some churches where they have an unbelievable stage, mm-hmm. lights sound system Mm. piano everything set up and they do not want us to touch it (laughs) no that's not for you right that's for sunday you're going to be in front with your equipment over in the corner Mm. right so Mm. be prepared yeah you got to ask don't assume oh it's a church they've got to have a piano bench right that's not true a lot of churches Mm. don't even have a piano now Mm. they have keyboards Right. So sometimes you may end up using a chair. Right. (laughs) So you have to think about these things. Don't make assumptions. Ask where you playing. Mm -hmm. Is it it on the pool pit? Is it on a stage? Ask. 
mm-hmm. right? If they don't know, ask them to find out. Yep. It's going to save you troubles and it's going to help your sound because there's nothing you can do once you're there. They're going to look at you and say, Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Make some music. Yep. All right. What's another venue? Uh, what do we have? Barnes? Barnes. Yes. <laughs> Barnes. Yes, right. I've played in a barn, <laughs> believe it or not. And it was killing. Mm. I was shocked. It was a big wooden barn, and the sound was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? So you never know. The only thing I had to really consider was the power. Fortunately, I had my trusty power cord, yep. my 100-footer, <laughs> and I was good to go, right? Which makes me think, make sure you take not just an extension cord, but a power strip. Mm, yes. I bailed out lots of bass players. Yes, including <laughs> me. I was one of them. <laughs> right. I've gotten there first, right? The power, they say, okay, we only have one outlet. Had my power strip. Generally, if I'm playing a keyboard... I'll need two for the amp, one for the keyboard. So if I have a cord that has three, I have one more. Bass player can use that. But if he happens to need two, then I need a power strip. Mm. So I keep a power strip in my case. One day I got really fortunate because I left my power strip, but my dad put it in the other side. Mm. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what family's for. Yeah, he's always (laughs) thinking, just in case. So he saved all of us. Okay, any other kind of venues that we didn't talk about? Well, we have grocery stores. Grocery stores, that's right. Believe it or not, you can find musicians playing live music in grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm playing in a grocery store, I would probably prefer to not play in the frozen food section. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, if the gig pays enough... I might have to do it. Just bring my winter jacket. (laughs) Once again, the surfaces in there are traditionally, um, what is it, like cement or some type of... Marble or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, you can prepare for that accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, anything else? Anything else we miss? Nothing? I played at a wedding uh, in... In a barn. Before. You did a wedding in a yeah. barn? Yeah. Just That's to put that out there. It sounds crazy, but it's actually not when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The pictures also look good. Oh, yeah. Weddings and barns. Okay, so this episode was basically about all the different venues, right? We've got the festivals, churches, office buildings, barns, grocery stores, patios, lounges. Rooftops. Rooftops. <laughs> whatever you can get, take it. We're yeah. musicians, right? But just think about what is the environment and is it safe for you and is it safe for your equipment? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. It's always a pleasure. That's Jeremiah Hunt. And that's Richard Johnson. This is Music Business. What is this? We will see you later. This program is partially supported by a grant from the Illinois Arts Council Agency. Thank you.